0: You're listening to the ClearTrack HR Podcast, a show about employee benefits, employment law, and other topics for HR professionals. Don't forget to subscribe if you like what you hear. Now, here's our host, Zach Finney. Thank you for listening to the ClearTrack HR Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Finney. Very honored for our guest today today. His name is Chairman Dale Strong. He's a local leader that is currently serving his fourth consecutive term as chairman of the Madison County Commission. He's been an elected member since 1996. Since Chairman Strong has taken office, Madison County has achieved unbridled success in economic development, advanced manufacturing, biotech research, and the automotive industry. Again, I can't thank you enough. Welcome to the show, Chairman Strong. And to get started, can you tell our listeners just a little bit more about yourself?
1: Yeah, uh, I'm Dale Strong. I'm chairman of the Madison County Commission. Uh, Starting my 25th year, I was 26 years old when I first got elected. Prior to that, I was in the pharmaceutical industry. Uh, My family's lived here in Huntsville in Madison County for eight generations. Um, It's been very rewarding. I ran for public office thinking I might do it for a term or two, and little did you realize that um, I would be here, you know, serving a lot longer but uh, the big thing that we did you know you look at what i brought to the equation is a business background and that's something that i definitely encourage in government or in business um, you know trying to run an organization it doesn't uh, doesn't matter whether it's government or whether it's private you've got to have a uh, an understanding of how business works to make it be successful
0: and then uh, you mentioned 26 years old i mean that is that's got to be pretty young to get in that field correct
1: At that time, I was the youngest elected um, uh, person to hold a major office in the state of Alabama. Um, You look at it, I represented as a district commissioner about 84,000 people. And of course, if you look at the economy of uh, Huntsville and Madison County, um, we've recruited more than 25,000 new jobs uh, since 2012. We've really diversified our economy. Uh, You look currently, uh, we've got about 1.2 $2 Two billion under construction at Redstone Arsenal, uh, with a um, FBI. It will be HQ2. Uh, you look the other diversification. You look at we've got a 1.6 billion dollar um, uh, Mazda Toyota partnership that's being done right on. It's actually in Limestone County, but uh, we played a big role there and. I guess first quarter of 2021, they'll start a process of manufacturing uh, more than 300,000 cars annually. Um, You look at it, we also are home to Cummings Research Park, which is uh, the second largest research park in the United States, only second to the Triangle in North Carolina. We're also home to Redstone Arsenal, which uh, many times, whenever you think of a uh, uh, an arsenal, you think of uh, military fatigues. We're more intellectual properties, and um, we've got a very strong economy here. If you look, um, you know, right now the biggest struggle I'm dealing with. I represent about 370,000 people. Uh, we don't have enough homes on the on the ground um, for all the new people that are moving here. The FBI relocated or are in the process in 2020 of relocating 1,000 jobs here. Uh, 2021, we anticipate 1,500 more uh, Federal Bureau of Investigation jobs. And so um, we're known as the Rocket City, and we do a lot with missile defense and heavy lift, and we're home to... Uh, NASA's Marshall Space Flight Center, uh, so we have a lot to offer here. We're also uh, home uh, here at Madison County uh, to the Toyota Motor Manufacturing uh, Plant, which uh, produces about 3,000 plus engines uh, every 24 hours. Uh, more than one-third of all engines uh, for Toyota that are put in their vehicles in North America are created right here in Madison County, Alabama.
0: And you talk about that housing market. You know, I, I come from the home building industry. And my wife still currently works as a in the home building uh, industry and we just sold a house uh, this year. And I mean, the thing was on the market for 18 minutes, I think, and it sold. I mean, they can't, I know she, my wife is saying they can't build them fast enough. I mean, as soon as it's the dirt's broke, they're, you know, the sale's made.
1: That's right. I think that we've approved just in our, in the last couple of months here, uh, in unincorporated Madison County, we've approved more than a thousand new lots just in the last couple of months. So wow. hope they're, they're projecting that we're three and a half years to catch up uh, with what the demand is here with the jobs that we've created. And, um, you know, when I took over as chairman in 2012, uh, our unemployment at that time was uh, a little bit north of 8%. And what I brought was saying, hey, let's diversify this economy. Let's bring advanced manufacturing uh, back to the table. Yes, let's understand that uh, our bread and butter is uh, mechanical engineering, rockets, propulsion. Uh, we understand that. But advanced manufacturing has been a, um, a huge success for us. We've won, we've, we've won a lot of uh, competitive uh, situations there. Uh, but again, it's one of these things where you look at polaris has chosen uh, to bring their headquarters here uh you know we went through you know one of the things we went through is uh, we recruited remington firearms here and of course they went through some tough financial times and i've been asked several times do we regret what we did there absolutely not we were in every magazine related to advanced manufacturing so remington led to polaris polaris led to eight expansions of toyota motor manufacturing and so you look um Uh, this economic development that we've participated in has been very successful and i still believe that our brightest days are ahead here in huntsville and madison county
0: absolutely and then as we mentioned on the intro you're chairman of the madison county commission i mean what are some of the primary responsibilities of being the chairman of the madison county commission
1: Well, throughout the country, you look at the the chairman position of the uh, county commission. It's unique. Uh, Of course, our largest city in Madison County is Huntsville. Uh, About 200,000 live within their city limits. Uh, The next is the city of Madison, about 50,000 in their city. Uh, As chairman, I represent six different cities uh, here in Madison County, um, and I've got over 112,000 people that live outside of the corporate limits of those six cities. So uh, we have a little bit uh, of everything to offer. Uh, we have very successful school systems here. We have three public school systems, um, and so there's a lot. The big thing that I do is I bring people together. I think I've had a lot of success there. I also um, I chair the Metropolitan Planning Organization, uh, which is practically the funding mechanism between Federal Highway Highway, um, State Department of Transportation and local government and at our meeting yesterday we eclipsed uh, 377 million in transportation projects. That's the largest number uh, that we've ever had. It's recently completed projects, uh, projects that are under design and projects that are under construction. And so the big thing that I believe that has led to success is uh, infrastructure education, and then also possessing the best bond rating in the history of our county. Uh, But it it took a lot of uh, business management to get us there. As far as here, more on a local note, uh, I manage about a 1,000 to 1,100 employees. Uh, When I first started, uh, I always said the first objective I had to do was right-size county government. We had way too many employees on the payroll for the objective we were trying to accomplish. And you can imagine coming in and reducing your workforce by about 16 to 18%. um, But I believe people now understand the vision. They understand what it's led to. Uh, We're solid financially. We've paid off our debt. We've got the best bond rating we've ever had. We overhauled our health insurance. I think that that's something that many business leaders uh, look back and say, man, that was pretty unbelievable. We were told that we didn't have any other options. We were told to appropriate, I don't know, somewhere around twenty-five million dollars uh, for a workforce and local government. It, that's that's pretty that's pretty uh, that's pretty healthy number. And so what we did is went in there and we were told there were no other options. We went and teamed with a consortium of, uh, I think it was 51 other counties or local governments. In the first year, we saved $11 million. And so uh, when someone tells you that there are no other options, that right there is the biggest challenge I can tell you in businesses. When somebody tells me there's no other options, I'm looking for that other option because it truly right. paid off. You know, not only here locally, but it paid off to the taxpayers. And uh, I believe that that right there was something that really set us apart.
0: Man, that had to be a difficult decision when you first come in. You got kind of reduce that workforce, but it's all for the the long go and the better need. I know that had to be difficult. And speaking of you know, difficult 2020, I mean, when you come into this year, I mean, how, what was it like when COVID-19 was first kind of reported and discovered and kind of getting its wheels going here in this community?
1: Well, you know, we, we were watching what was going on in New York and uh, New Jersey and, knew that uh, it was headed our way. You just, you know, still a lot of uncertainty. I can tell you that our, actually our numbers right now are the highest that they've ever been. Uh, We're concerned about the inundation of our hospitals. Um, um, Huntsville Hospital System, that is our largest hospital here in Madison County. um, They have a system that runs uh, practically from Mississippi uh, to Georgia, including Huntsville. They're the third or fourth largest uh, healthcare system in the country. And I can tell you right now, we've got great leadership there. Uh, the biggest thing that in our one of our meetings that I look back is we immediately started the testing process outside of our hospitals. You saw in some other places where they were saying, go to your hospitals and be tested. I believe that we reduced, uh, you know, we, we knocked that curve down by setting up alternative uh, testing locations it worked well Uh, we still have off-site testing currently going on Uh, yesterday we tested i think 1219 just right here and so there's a lot of testing going on but you also look at what is classified as elective surgeries most of those have been suspended unless uh they're able to be to to be able to exit the hospital within two hours after the surgery and so you know these are things that are concerning uh but again we take it day at a time uh, and you know we just keep working through this. This is a uh, this is a, uh, a waterway that's never been traveled before. There's not a book that we can go and it says to do A, B, C, and D. But I can tell you this right here that um, uh, there's a lot of learning that has gone on. We've had a very low mortality rate, a lot of people that have recovered from this., uh, but again, uh, we're a long way from being done with this. and I uh, you know you just you just have to continue to work through it.
0: Absolutely. And then, you know, you go, if you can think back to, you know, in that first quarter, March, April time frame, I mean, what has been the most surprising thing that you've seen happen since the start of the pandemic?
1: Well, I believe the understanding that, you know, we uh, came together as local leadership. Uh, Tommy Battle is the mayor of the city of Huntsville. Paul Finley is the mayor of Madison. And then, of course, myself. We have um, at one point we were having briefings daily uh, with all four TV stations, um, you know, putting out the best information that we had. Uh, We continue to do that. Um, uh, We're only doing it once a week or twice a week now, but it's, uh, you know, 100, 120,000 people. Uh, are watching this. The big thing that we do is uh, we're not just, it, it would be easy if my job was just managing Madison County. Uh, Redstone Ar- Arsenal, uh, that is the number one employer here in North Alabama, um, that's located in Madison County. I've got people from 17 different counties that come here for employment. So uh, I'm not just really uh, the chairman of Madison County. Uh, many times when I speak, I'm speaking to everybody in North Alabama and uh, you know, being in a elected role for 25 years, um, no matter whether it's in Madison County or some of the other 17 counties here that um, that we deal with every day, I think that there's a sense of uh, trust, and I think that that's the thing that I take the greatest pride in.
0: Absolutely. and I know you've been very instrumental in the economic and development growth of Madison County. Uh, we spoke of, that, spoke of that earlier. I mean, it's, the county is one of the fastest growing areas in the state, southeast. How, if any, has the pandemic affected the possible growth of new businesses coming into madison county
1: well we we did have others that were looking to make announcements uh we've moved several headquarters here uh, you look at the cost of living to do uh, of living here is excellent. You look at the cost to do business you look at the you know we've got everything from Uh, the ability to transport by water, by rail, by road. Uh, We have Huntsville International that has the second longest uh, runway in the Southeast United States, only second to Miami. We do true international flights here. the thing that that we're grateful for is that we had solid foundation in our economy. We had a very diverse economy, and then of course, you know, you uh, you know, these everything from small business because that is the that's the foundation of an economy. Small business, restaurants, you got to have it all. And so our thing is is just trying to do everything we can through our chamber of commerce to. Give the best information we can uh, because we've got to have uh, have them survive also. But yes, I believe that we're we're positioned not only for today but also uh, for the future. And um, you know, a lot of people when you think of Alabama, they're like, you know, th- there may be some concerns. But when people see what we have to offer here in Huntsville and Madison County. Uh, we've been very successful in recruiting companies to relocate here, uh, whether it be from Southern California, you look at Aerojet, uh, Rocketdyne that relocate relocated from Southern California. There's a lot of great testimonies that the people that relocated uh, from there to here, um, that they speak uh, just just volumes about uh, the great things that are offered here in North Alabama. You know, you look at it, we're We're close to Nashville. You're a couple hours from Nashville. Uh, You can be in Atlanta in a a matter of hours. Uh, We're close to Gatlinburg, and then you've got the pristine beaches of Gulf Shores that uh, within a matter of hours, you can be there. So I think that uh, that's something that's a big drawing card. We did just recruit uh, the uh, Los Angeles uh, Angels, uh, their AA Farm Club baseball team. Uh, We just built a $50 million uh, baseball facility, we can't wait to get that open. It's a lot of excitement um, uh, there, but recruiting young professionals is something that Madison County uh, is definitely doing right now. We used to be a, a second tier uh, where young professionals, a lot of times would will go to Atlanta, Chicago, New York, and then come here. That's not the situation in today's climate. Man, we're, uh, we're recruiting directly out of every major university Uh, to come here directly with great paying jobs and a lot more of that money is going in their back pocket rather than uh, some of the cost of living in other states. I think low taxes has paid off. I think uh, a right to work state has been very beneficial. And when you put a perfect mix of high paying blue collar with high paying white collar, it creates a perfect uh, situation for a uh, growing economy.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. We're, you know, here at ClearTracker, we're recruiting and posting new jobs, the amount of applicants now that are coming from different areas willing to relocate, I mean, it seems exponentially higher than it has in previous years. So it's gotta be really pointing towards the direction this county's going in. Um, You mentioned small businesses. I mean, when we think of COVID-19 and how it's affected those businesses, do you have any advice you could share with those owners who have been impacted by the pandemic?
1: Well, you know, I I came with a background of small business, um, you know, and understand it. I think that was one of the things that uh, in one of these press conferences, you know, they said, do you understand what small business is going through? I said that was one thing that I remember looking back and I said, I'm a product of small business. My family uh, owned two small businesses. Uh, And sold both of those, one of them after 45 years and one after 25 years. And, you know, it's just one of these things that you've got to continually work every day. Um, it, It, you know, you don't, they're worried about their employees. That's the one thing that's there and trying to keep it. Uh, you know, to keep it afloat, you know, I will speak firsthand of, of the restaurants and things of that nature, the bars that are here. You know, man, it's it's hard to make a, to, to make the payroll with uh, two, two hands behind your back. Uh, so those are one things that we keep in consideration. Uh, I believe that we're working through this the best that we can, but uh, that is probably the hardest thing that I see. The small businesses, uh, and we're doing everything in our power to say, look, this is available. Uh, there's many things that are there, um, but again, no matter what happens, whenever you reduce the uh, travel of people going to work, uh, it reduces the consumption of gas. It reduces the opportunities for people to buy meals. You look at—we've um, actually had an increase in um, in sales tax collection. So a lot of people are—you know—the groceries are still going out the door. It's just a little bit harder to get to them. Yeah,
0: absolutely, absolutely, and. Chairman Strong, I, I know you're super busy and we really appreciate you coming on the show. It, typically, we have a bit of a tradition here on the, the podcast. We like to end the show on a lighter note and uh, just do some rapid fire questions. We'd love to get to know our guests at the beginning and really know their expertise. But then you can really learn a lot about someone when you just ask them random questions and see what they, the first answer that pops in their head is. Are you good with that? Hey, let it rip. All right, buddy. Let's start it off. So what is your favorite TV series of all time?
1: Uh, I really like Friends. I think it's something that you can watch with your family, so I'd say Friends is one of my one of my favorites.
0: Well, you've now got my wife's vote because that's her favorite show too. If you could have dinner with any three people dead or alive, who would it be? Let's see.
1: Billy Graham. Um Man, that's a hard one right there. That's I'm trying to right. think. Uh, I've always thought highly of Billy Graham. Would have loved to have uh, met him. Um, man, um, I'd go down the list. I, I actually met uh, George Bush, Sr. one time. I'd probably like to sit down and have dinner with him. And then I'm trying to think of an entertainer. I'd probably, I'm probably i a big Hank Williams, Jr. fan. I'd love to sit down with Hank and have yeah. a steak with him.
0: Now that's a heck of a dinner right there, Still. Okay, so we got Billy Graham, George Bush Sr., and Hank Williams. I feel like there would be some pretty epic conversations that came out of that uh, That's dinner. Exactly. <laughs> so, if you could go back in time and see any musician live front row, who would it be?
1: Leonard Skinner. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. So, have, did you ever see Leonard Skinner?
1: I didn't. I didn't. But I, I, did. liked, uh, I saw him. You think about it. Uh, Sweet Home Alabama. That that right there would have been yeah. a. A good one, but uh, never saw them live. But um, I love, I love that kind of music.
0: Yep, I didn't get to see the original, but I got they came to Huntsville at the VBC, and you know, I got to see them there years ago. Years ago, they were great. Um, yep. What's your favorite place you ever visited?
1: Um, I really like Alaska. I've been to Alaska a couple of times, and just the natural beauty there. Um, you think about, um, uh, you know, I can remember uh, Alaska. Get to see. Um, had a pair of binoculars and just to sit there and look at the natural beauty of uh, mountainous areas or whatever, I love to hunt and fish. and But that was probably one of the things I remember there is uh, just the absolute natural beauty and uh, seeing the locals there and some of these little paths where they were catching uh, fish on their way home from work. But I love Alaska and uh, have been there a time or two and that's one of those things that I'll always remember. But uh, you look locally uh, there's nothing better than the Tennessee Valley where we live. I mean, when you've got uh, Gunnersville, that is known for some of the largest bass that you can catch anywhere in in the country. Bassmasters has been there several times, and uh, we're right here at that stream. But uh, I'm just telling you right now, there's nothing greater than the beauty of the Tennessee Valley, where you've got uh, mountains, you've got a little bit of everything from agriculture to high tech, and uh, man, it's a this is a beautiful area that we live in.
0: Absolutely, and then. You you mentioned, you know, your parents come from small business owners. As a child, what did you want to be when you grew up?
1: Well, I don't know. When I was 15 years old, I said I was going to get into a political office, but uh, I think it worked out for you. Yeah, you know, I I worked. um, uh, My dad started one of the first volunteer fire departments here in Madison County. And so uh, at a young age, I got involved in that. Uh, became an emergency medical technician. I worked for Hemsey Ambulance Service and Huntsville Med Flight, and uh, that helped pay my way through college. And I guess uh, every kid wants to be a firefighter, um, and I got uh, the opportunity to do that for uh, several years.
0: And if, if I'm not mistaken, aren't you still doing that? Aren't you still a volunteer fire department?
1: I do. I still have my still have my medical license, and you never know. Uh, it's pretty pretty unique when people see me. You know. I put on a hat a lot of times they don't know who I am, but I've had an opportunity to to be a part of saving some lives uh, throughout 31 years of having my license doing that. And then, you know, have people come up, I, I guess probably about two years ago, I had a lady come up uh, when I was at church and she said, do you remember me? And I said, I don't think I do. And she said, 24 years ago, you delivered my daughter. And I said I can forget uh, a lot of car wrecks and a lot of other medical calls. I can tell you where I delivered all seven babies. And I said, did you live in a 10,000 square foot house at this intersection, that intersection? Your husband was T.D.Y. and this was your third child. She started crying. She said that was me. So uh, those are things that you remember in, in that. That's and crazy. just giving, giving giving back to the community. That's what what I you know I, I I'm one of these that I do I. I I work a good bit of trauma, car wrecks, and things of that nature. It breaks my monotony. I don't get to do near as much as I used to, but uh, I love having that background, and I think it's added some insight during this uh, pandemic we're going through. Because you look at how much uh, personal protective equipment that is needed for pre-hospital care uh, to get these patients to the hospital, and when we were going through a little shortage of that, uh, had to call in some friends to help with uh, with what we were needed. And you just, you know. You keep that uh, that address book closed because you never know people that you've ran across in your lifetime where you may be able to, um, to utilize them to help others again.
0: Absolutely, and then the last and final questions, I'm always, this is my favorite, I'm always the most interested in this answer. What is your favorite movie of all time?
1: man let's see i guess of all times it's probably smoking the bandit just to be honest with you i mean that was one of those that uh that that's one that i have always liked and of course that's old school but uh, uh i would say that that's probably one of my one of my favorites of all time
0: oh i dig it yeah we're we're talking about here at work we're just going to take everybody's answers and have a just a movie marathon at some point in time this year as a party because we've can everybody's had such good picks on the uh favorite movie of all time well yeah I
1: always liked liked that movie, and uh, like I say, it was uh, one of those things that part of that was filmed on uh, Interstate 85 right right outside of Tuscaloosa. And I can remember every time traveling anywhere on 85 close to Tuscaloosa as a kid, I'd always say, this is where they filmed Smokey and the Bandit. So uh, that was a a great movie.
0: I never knew that. Learn something new every day. Um, Chairman Strong, again, I, I know you're super busy, and we appreciate you taking the time to be on the podcast with us. Thank you so much for joining and I hope we can talk to you again sometime.
1: Hey, I've, I've enjoyed this and anytime that I can be of assistance, uh, please don't hesitate to call me.
0: And thank you so much for what you've done for our community. Um, you know, we in the community can't thank you enough for that. Um, again, big thanks to our guests, Chairman Dell Strong. I'm your host, Zach Finney. You can check out all things podcast related at cleartrackhr.com slash podcast. Thank you so much. And we will talk to you again real soon. Employee benefit costs are rising, but so is the need to offer a competitive benefit package. But how do you maintain your benefit budget without compromising your plan offerings? Our Clarify dependent verification platform makes it simple. By helping you identify ineligible dependents, we make it easy to know who should be removed from your benefits plan. Visit us online at cleartrackhr.com to learn more.